It's time for Sex Talk with Lou. Lou Paget on TogiNet. So, have you ever wondered if you're normal or why you feel distant from your partner? Why they keep doing that? Want to recreate a truly connected relationship? Or wondered, how do I tell my partner or kids about things? Then this is your chance to be a fly on the wall and learn about one of the most important parts of our health, our sexual health. Lou Paget is a certified sex educator, an international best-selling author, and not only will Lou and her guests discuss the most current research, they will put you at the head of the class on good, solid, scientifically-based information and how it will impact you and your family. Known for delivering information about sexuality and relationships sans the sleaze factor while retaining all the accuracy, fun, and the you're kidding factor. Let's get to it. Sex Talk with Lou on TogiNet. And now, here's your host, Lou Paget. Welcome, everyone, and welcome to my new showtime, Monday, 2 to 3, here on the West Coast. And today, I have as my guest a woman who, honestly, I don't think there's an area of the field of sexuality that she has not been a part of or knows sort of, as we would say, the, uh, the area from the ground up. She has been, she is an entrepreneur. She, has, she is an educator. She is, writes, blogs, does everything. And the biggest thing that she does is she has this scope of information, particularly in the area of marketing that I want, what I want to do is I really want to just pick her brain because she has such great stuff. So we're having a little technical difficulty getting her on, but my guest today is Kim Ayers. And I sort of titled it that it's, you know, trends and traditions in the adult novelty world. But what I really know is that it is selling pleasure. So that is Kim's world. It's like Kim Ayers, her life's CV is about selling and creating pleasure for people. Now, Kim, are you with me right now? I am with you. Thank you, Lou, for that You are welcome, my dear. Now, uh, I want, I would love you to just get a quick thumbnail, because truly, when I say I don't think there's an area that you haven't been a part of, is there an area that 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 you're not part of? Yes. What? Just kind of like the whole overview of how I yeah. got into this. Mm-hmm. The overview of well, how you got into this. Yeah. Well, you know, it's kind of funny because that's like the number one question that I get. How did you get into this business? The and same. Basically, what it, I, I well, I'm half French um, from Swiss parentage, so I think that explains a little bit. You know, there's kind of this. Uh, acceptance, I think, that's built in. Not that my siblings are anything like me, but <laughs> it's something that kind of have more of a kind of, I, I want to say, European attitude around all this stuff. Mm-hmm. So what happened is I was married for seven and a half years, and all before and all during, I just had always been interested in sex stuff, um, which was not so much an idea or passion, of the person I was married to. 
So we got divorced for many reasons other than that. And uh, then I met this guy, I call him the Smut Hound, in 1987. We shared birthdays different by a day. And this guy's totally into everything sex. And I was like, oh, my God, I love this stuff. So what it was was that it was, I was acknowledged by the partner I was with as mm-hmm. opposed to going out on my own and getting all of this, which, you know, times changed a lot since then. But a lot of people still believe that, too. You know, they want they want that acknowledgement, as I said, from their partner. So it was, I just began devouring as much as I could about sex. And, I mean, if you think of just the word sex, it can mean so many things to so many people. And and I, I still am on that journey. I mean, how many years later is that now since 87? And mm-hmm. I, just, I just totally, totally love it. It's so fascinating. So fast forward a little bit to, you know, I was working at Harvard University and I had my coworkers, you know, because I was really comfortable around the topic. And my coworkers would be like, oh, can you recommend a movie that my boyfriend and I can watch? I would be like, well, okay, what kind of are you looking for? You know, just like you'd recommend any other movie. And then right. when it came to sex toys, I was always comfortable walking into adult stores and they would say, can you help me go buy one? And I'm like, sure. Or it was like, can you take me to buy one was more like it. <laughs> so we'd go to the CD area of Boston, which is a combat zone and go pick one out. And they would be so nervous in there. And I'd be like, come on, calm down. You know, you want to get something that you really want. So I'd always been kind of this advisor around the sex stuff. So basically a little bit more fast forward and what happened was I did a workshop at Dell Williams' house, who's the founder mm-hmm. of Ease Garden, basically considered like one of the first women's sex toy stores. Mm-hmm. And uh, Deb Sundahl, also known as Fanny Fatal, had just done a hands-on workshop for uh, the G-Spot and female ejaculation. So I attended it there, but she had also presented in Boston. But the only place that would allow her to present was not the two feminist bookstores, but the gay men's bookstore. Oh, really? And we got talking after. Yeah, and I said, you know what? We could use a women's sex toy store in Boston. And I was like, I could do that. I could do that. Now, I grew up on top of my father's furniture store. His father was a troubleshooter for Montgomery Ward. There's three girls in the family. I'm the middle one. All three of us are in retail. This is not scary to us. Mm-hmm. So basically, about a year later, I left my job at Harvard to sell rubber dicks to girls. And there's no looking back, let me tell you. It's been, it's amazing. And so I'm still on that journey of learning and experiencing and doing and and just giving pleasure and seeking it and also giving women permission. I think that that's a big part of it. And I'm sure you can agree with that. Oh, completely. I did a presentation last night to uh, for a very conservative, well, in, in essence, uh, fundamentalist African-American church in Long Beach. Mm-hmm. And but what they wanted is they wanted information within the scope of what they were most comfortable with. So you and I both know there's many different ways to present information, right? <laughs> and right. but what they you know these were couples who were married and they wanted information. Yep, yep, and that's what we're here to provide. Exactly. So, yeah. so, so that's so, why like the classes and workshops are so. Popular And it's funny, too, because I always tell attendees, I'm like, you know, so you can learn a new skill and then try that, you know, to make things a little different and stuff. 
and you can say, I learned it in a class, and you won't be lying. <laughs> exactly. So then, that's why the classes are great. Yeah, so I teach a lot of classes and, and lecturing mm-hmm. and, and also experience a lot because I, I really like knowing what I'm talking about from experience, which I think mm-hmm. makes me a lot different from a therapist. I am not a therapist. I put that in capital letters, but a lot of people think I am, but I'm not. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think to truly understand things, that if you experience them, it kind of gives you a better insight and things. You and know what? I, couldn't, I could not too, agree with you so. more. I could not um, agree with you more. Because I think we have many times in our field people who speak just from books. Absolutely. And people yeah. who speak from, I wrote the exam and I passed it. Oh, my gosh. That's <laughs> for sure. And also, I designed that sex toy, but I've never used it. <laughs> I mean, I can look at a toy and go, that was designed by a guy. You know, oh, like you know, there's no question. I do the same thing with and it's just anything. Like, yeah. yeah. There was and, one. I actually do reviews for XBiz, which mm-hmm. is uh, com. It's one of the major adult reporting sites. And I do reviews for them. So I get everything from the ridiculous to the sublime to the incredible. And the reviews are great because I actually try them and say whether or not it works and things. And there's one I looked at the design and I thought, well, that looks pretty nice. And then when I went to use it, it like it's so not anatomically correct. I was like, ow, ooh, ow, ooh, uh. <laughs> I'm like, that one doesn't work. So I had to kind of very gently say, this right. is not exactly great, you know. No, and, but it and, looks good. So I'm thinking all the people that are going to get it thinking it looks good, but actually using it is a little ouchy. It's like, like off and not. But here's what I'd also like uh, uh, my listeners to know. Kim Ayers has a background in retailing, in marketing, in with product that has just been developed. And when we come back, we're going to be going to our first break here in probably about two minutes. When we come back, we're going to talk about that product and uh-huh. how she got into that. But also, I want to pick your brain on where you think the trends are going because you and I have had some lively conversations about this. Uh-huh. And I, I do see that there's a change of much better quality, much more focused niche products being developed by people who see the need themselves. And that wasn't there 10 years ago at all. Definitely not. And, you know, from when you first started with grand openings, when you, you know, opened grand openings in Boston, Mm -hmm. the things, you know, and changes and differences. I mean, I've been studying this area, you know, 15 years plus now and truly it's almost like each year there's one or two little things that stand out and grab me now in the minute before 90 seconds before we go to the first break who have been your role models and inspiration and my guest is kim Ayers, and she can be found at what is it kim Ayers? where where would they find you darling at grandopening.com there we go the website. and then i also blog at kim Okay, the IRS dot com. Yeah, so that's a good one too. Who and has inspiration. been your role models? I know, um, probably this woman that was a, a big a, a New Englander who was just who did not take crap from anybody and just was incredibly intelligent and just re- 
really ballsy, as I may, um, and just really, you know, had this boisterous laugh, and, and I just really looked up to her tremendously. She's unfortunately passed away long before I did my store, but she's definitely on my shoulder. As is my grandfather, the troubleshooter from Montgomery Ward, who would do amazingly crazy things to get press, and he got press. So that was that totally oh my worked God. for my Girl. book. He's definitely on my shoulder too. So this Girl, two. I gotta tell you, if that's what he did to get press, you are obviously that's in your lineage. Yes. <laughs> my my guest today on my new showtime is Kim Ayers. And when we come back, we'll be talking about the new product she's bringing into the adult novelty world and to get her feedback on what she sees as trends and all things new. This is Lou Paget. We will be back right after this break. This is Sex Talk with Lou on TogiNet with your host, Lou Paget. Techniques and tips are her specialty. She's talk when we get back after these. This is Sex Talk with Lou on TogiNet.com. Equipped with the right skills, knowledge, and most of all the right questions, you too could have the success you're looking for. Join Laura Atchison as she hosts the Entrepreneur Masterclass each Wednesday at 5 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. It's been said success comes from not only what you know, but who you know. But what if you don't have access to the top experts? Well, that has changed. Laura Atchison, best-selling author, international speaker, and business strategist, brings you top experts from all around the world to help you take your business and your life to new heights. Join Laura for the Entrepreneur Masterclass every Wednesday at 5 p.m. Eastern Standard Time right here on the All Business Radio Network. Want to be challenged in a powerful way to leap beyond what you think is possible? Then join us Mondays for the Leah Jensen Show. Every Monday at 10 a.m., 9 a.m. Central on Tugginet.com with Leah Jensen. Listen live as life coach Leah uses her coaching skills to give you the tools you need to take action and create momentum. You are encouraged to call in and share your greatest fears, challenges, and obstacles. And then listen as Leah obliterates those barriers to success. For more on Leah and the show, check out her website, LeahJansen.com. That's Leah, L-E-A-H-J-A-N-T-Z-E-N.com. Spend one hour with Leah, and you'll be captivated by her energy, enthusiasm, and magnetism. You'll quickly become addicted to her positive attitude and make-it-happen mentality. Ready for a life-changing, mood-altering show? Then get ready for Leah Jensen. And listen live to The Leah Jensen Show every Monday morning at 10 a.m., 9 a.m. Central on toginet.com. Welcome back to Sex Talk. Imagine having access to some of the best experts in the field of sexuality and sexual health so you can finally ask that question. Be it function, sensation, or something you've heard, this is the spot. It's Sex Talk Talk, Talk with Lou on Toginet.com. And now, back to your host, Lou Paget. Welcome back, everyone. To my new showtime, I have moved from Wednesday evenings, 6 to 7 p.m., so that now I am live Monday, 2 to 3 p.m., and my first guest on my first show here is Kim Ayers, who I refer to as a 
sort of a serial entrepreneur in the area of sexuality and a pioneer. So before the break, Kim, I said we'd talk about some of the toys and specifically the product line you are now involved with as a partner. So take it away, my dear. Okay. Well, yeah, to give a little bit more background information, as we, where we lost, left off, I opened up my store grand opening, get it, that nice double entendre name, in 1993, and then I went live on the web in 1995 at com. That's why it's such a great URL. And then I had the store open until 05, and then I decided to transition more to be an educator. So I basically sold the store. And then what I ended up doing was continually teaching all different places that would have me like stores and colleges and things. But also I began working for one of the major manufacturers. Mm-hmm. So worked for them for about a year and a half doing sales and being in charge of Canada, Australia, and the U.S., which is pretty big. And also, you know, working with their products from the manufacturer's angle. Well, mm-hmm. then after that, I got hired away and I became brand manager and product development for a home party company. Now, home parties are yet another vast angle of the industry. Right. So I worked for them for quite a while, and they unfortunately closed. And then I went to work for a major manufacturer of lubricants, of personal lubricants. So I've had such a range in this industry, both as retailer, manufacturer, product development, and then manufacturing of lubricants, which is kind of like a, a side accessory for sex toys, but very much part of it. So mm-hmm. I've got this like great, well-rounded experience, plus some other things that have to do with retail in a way. So the thing that fascinates me the most are the materials that toys are made out of. Mm-hmm. So to give your listeners a brief history of it, a lot of times people look at a rubber toy and go, oh, it's latex. Well, back in the day, and we're talking maybe the 50s and probably before that, sex toys started coming out in latex material. A lot of times they were realistic-looking dildos. They looked like a a male's penis. Mm -hmm. And they were made of latex. Now, that probably went on through the 70s and 80s and Mm -hmm. into the 90s as well. And I just slow down because I'm like, yeah, I had some latex toys at my store. Well, along came some other materials that, A, aren't as stinky to use as latex. Latex is really stinky rubber. B, do not cause allergies because it's not latex, so anybody that's acquired a latex allergy can use these safely. Um, C, it's not as messy. Messy is, uh, Latex is very messy to pour and things like that. So obviously, as these new materials came out, they discontinued latex more and more. And to give you an example of how how infrequently it's used, the manufacturer I worked for, the only item we made of latex was actually the sleeve for the penis pump. Really? It had to be thin and very, very pliable, and they could only make it out of silicone. Excuse me, out of latex at that point. That might have actually switched over to silicone. I don't know. But, but that was the but, only but, product out of 3,000 products that was made right. of latex. So if anybody has also a fear can... of their product being made out of latex, probably isn't. So. Right. But here's, here's the question I would ask. Wasn't there also at that time the push by women when they knew that they were getting things, the latex nipples and, and things they were like, they wanted things that were phthalate-free. Was there not a push from the consumer as well? 
Yes, absolutely. Um, because like I said, latex is stinky. So that was one main thing. They couldn't really change the color of it too easily because mm-hmm. people, you know, you don't necessarily want to look at a Caucasian dildo if you're not Caucasian and things like right. that. So they started coming out with these different rubbers. Now, this is the whole thing. The term rubber, there's probably 5,000 different kinds of rubber out there. There's two of them that are really commonly known. It's called thermo, uh, thermoplastic elastomer mm-hmm. and thermoplastic rubber, TPR or TPE, as they're referred to in the industry. Now, the reason why they're using TP, excuse me, TPR and TPE as opposed to this jelly rubber, and I put the term jelly rubber in quotes, because the materials themselves are very similar in feel, in weight, in um, strength, flexibility, everything between thermoplastic rubber, TPR, and jelly rubber. And a lot of times the terms are interspersed. The difference is one of the ingredients in the old school, although they're still making them out of this material, um, old school jelly rubber is phthalates or phthalates, mm-hmm. T-H-T-H-A-L-A-T-E-S. Well, what that was used for and still is used for, it's a rubber softener. It's that new car smell when you go into cars and it's got right. that smell. Mm-hmm. That's phthalates. Now, the thing is, is if a sex toy is made out of that, it'll smell, it'll have a funky smell like that. Mm-hmm. So that's how you know right away if something has it in it. Now, the reason why manufacturers are getting away from it is that there's been studies that supposedly, and I put, I, I, I have my thoughts about it, they supposedly link phthalates with the feminization of male embryos, that it actually messes up the hormones for, for embryonic males to get more female characteristics. Now, were these human? Now my, were these, yeah, my were issue around males? that is that, okay, first of all, how much of it do you have to be exposed to in order to make that much of a genetic change? I mean... I don't walk around with a sex toy inside 24 hours a day for eight weeks, you know? So to me, it's like, okay, how much of this stuff do you really need to be exposed to to make that kind of difference? Secondly, I'm postmenopausal. I'm not going to have any male embryos anywhere near me. So does that make a difference? Or let's say a gay man. So how I leave it is that it's up to the customer, up to the buyer, because it's a choice. That's why some people are vegan and some people are vegetarian and some people right. don't care. And think, right. It's a personal choice. But what I can say is TPR, TPE is not stinky. So right. that's kind of a nice switch. So okay. those are the lower-priced materials and more commonly used. Then the next stump is silicone. Now, silicone's really made um, headways in the adult industry, in the toy industry. It used to be that you could only, you know, that you could get just silicone dildos. And the original manufacturer, actually, I could go off just on this, but it's really fascinating. So I'm going to tell you, okay? Okay. Do you know, do you know how, why silicone dildos were invented? Mm-mm. This is great. Okay. So... There's this Jamaican man from New York, and he is paralyzed, and he wanted to have loving sex with his wife. Well, all of the fake dildos out there, they were either vinyl material or they were latex at that point. This is early, early 70s, like even probably late 60s. And they were all Caucasian, and he's not. 
so he was trying to think what kind of material would be just like a phallus, like would be like, feel like an erect penis, which as we all know, is not like glass or wood, you know, there is some mm-hmm. flexibility to it and give. Right. So he thought of, drum roll please, bathtub silicone caulking. So he worked for two years with the engineers at GE to develop a silicone that could be poured into the shape of a penis and be used kind of as a strap-on or as a strap-on to have sex with his wife, penetrative sex like that. And it was a GE chemist? It was called Scorpio Products. Mm-hmm. Um, and he started making these for the handicapped community. So the original ones have a base that looks like a crescent moon because he put it above his genitals, and so it wouldn't have a round base to smash down his genitals. So it's at the old ones have like a half moon and then have a realistic penis coming out of it. So he originally made them for the handicapped community, and then one time, here comes Del Williams' name again, he saw an ad for Eve's Garden, and right. according to him, he said, oh, I wonder if lesbians would like this. <laughs> and that's how silicone dildos started. They became commercially available to Del Williams' store in about 1974. Wow. Now, this, oh. if, we can, if we can go back quickly, just was it mice that were being feminized by, this, by phthalates? Um, I'm sure. Well, uh, that's a good question. I think so, but I don't want to say 100%. Okay. And it's funny because, like I say, the studies, they say they might. It's not definitive that they do. And then they never come out with, like, what quantities of it you have to have inside your body to do right. this. Right, yeah. You know, right. I mean, that's the whole thing. But like I say, I leave it as a choice for whoever wants to buy it. But personally, it's a choice. You know, and, and like I say, the TPR and TPE are really nice rubber materials. Mm-hmm. That they're nice. So it's not right. like you have to go to something that's worse. Now, we're coming know, up so. to our second break here, and we, we still haven't gotten to your da-da-da-da-da product that we want it's to talk about. It's a big reveal in a moment, isn't it? <laughs> exactly. So when we come back from our break, Kim and I are going to be discussing the product that she is now, I mean, it's breaking onto the world market. You've just come from the um, International Lingerie Show. You had it here in January at the Amni Show. And it is, it's now distributed, what, in, in Canada, in Europe, in Australia, here? Soon to be. Soon, Soon to, be. to be. As soon as they so are manufactured. Audio foreplay. Exactly. And <laughs> this is a product that when women see it, they get it. Yeah. And men, typically, they have like a little question mark and their head sort of turns like that little dog going like, what? And, and even at this conservative black church that I presented at last night, these women got it. They were, they were like, crazy. oh, this is, you know, this is for me. My guest today on my first Ever Monday show is Kim Ayers, and you can find her at grandopening.com. And what I'd like you to know is that when we come back, we're going to be talking about the cutting edge of sex toys. Please stay with us. This is Lou Paget signing off at the halftime.
to Sex Talk with Lou on TogiNet. With your host, Lou Paget. techniques and tips are her specialty. She delivers bite-sized chunks of information you can use right away that work. So stand by for more Sex Talk when we get back after these. This is Sex Talk with Lou on TogiNet.com. Ladies and gentlemen, it's time for you to be a rock star. Get ready to rock with Rock Talk and Craig Deswalt and learn how to achieve rock star status in your industry every Tuesday afternoon at 2, 1 Central on Toginet.com. Craig Deswalt is the creator of the Rock Star System for Success. Craig will share easy tips and strategies on how entrepreneurs and businesses can use outside-the-box marketing strategies to stand out from their competition. Each high-energy show will feature interviews with celebrity rock stars as well as business rock stars. For more on Craig, the show, and the Rockstar Marketing Boot Camps, check out the website, CraigDoeswalt.com, so you can learn how to be perceived as an expert and celebrity in your field, so more people come to you to buy your services and products. Then, get ready to be a rock star with Rock Talk and Craig Doeswalt. Tuesday afternoons at 2, 1 Central on Tuggynet.com. The Trick to Getting Published with your host, Florence Blake. Friday nights at 9, 8 Central on Tuggynet.com. Flo has seen it, done it, and now can share from her experiences as a newspaper staff reporter, feature writer, freelance editor, and college writing instructor. And now Flo has authored a system whereby her students enjoy a 90% success rate in attaining publication of their manuscripts for the first time. In just four years, she has over 800 of her own articles published in national magazines, newspapers, and anthologies. Author of several books, including the powerful memoir, The Sicilian Nobleman's Daughter, Florence has advised and edited professors, deans, PhDs, and hundreds of students' writings before submission. And now it's your turn. Join us Friday. Questions. Most of Flo's students say they've learned much and thoroughly enjoyed the journey. It's the trick to getting published with your host, Flo Blake. Friday nights at 9, 8 central on toginet.com. Welcome back to Sex Talk. Imagine having access to some of the best experts in the field of sexuality and sexual health so you can finally ask that question. Be it function, sensation, or something you've heard, this is the spot. It's Sex Talk with Lou on toginet.com. And now, back to your host, Lou Paget. Hello, everybody. Thank you for being with us again. My guest today is Kim Ayers. And before the break, we talked about that we would finally have the big reveal. And you have to understand, I have known Kim. Gosh, Kim, I've probably known of you for 15 years, seen you, you know, at events and things for 10 years, and only just this past, you know, nine months did the two of us say we are getting together for dinner (laughs) i mean it's so it's so absurd and it's kind of like i love picking her brain because she is a wealth of information and to me someone who has the the depth and experience and awareness and the feet on the ground in this area who's willing to tell the truth uh is rare And that's why when you first introduced me to this product, I was like, okay, give me the background. Because what I know in the area of product being developed, many times there is just, it's a knockoff of something. 
it's someone else has it, it's no different than the fashion industry actually it's as bad if not worse and a lot of the stuff they know they have a built in no return policy you can't monogram these puppies and then not you know not send them back so this for me was a product so kim tell us the history of how you got introduced to it what it is and why it is going to be, it, it's like, in my mind, a revolutionary style of toy for women. That's, that's an amazing entry, and it's all true. Um, basically, you know, since everybody here knows what my background is, which is pretty varied, I know a lot about the industry. So I actually do product consulting, um, just in development, just as is viable, that type of thing, because I know it from so many angles, home parties, manufacturing, importing, retail, like a, a whole lot of angles of it. So what happened, the backstory to it is pretty hysterical, is a friend of mine who I became friends with through another really crazy way was at a wedding up in San Francisco, and he had gone to school somewhere out in the Midwest, and he's at the bar, and he's talking, and somebody's talking to him, and the person says, hey, I'm, inv- I'm involved in a sex toy, and I have no idea how to get it out in the industry. So my friend said, have I got the person for you? So <laughs> universe we delivers. got together on the phone, and he started telling me about this product. And I'm sitting there, and I'm thinking, well, this is pretty interesting. There's nothing else out like this. Now, also, Kim, tell them what his motivation was. Well, it was, you know, it's two guys, and it's an engineer who wanted to make it for his wife. Thank you. And this guy had been working on it for years at this point. He had brought it to the big show in Vegas, you know, got some feedback from it. Knew he had to go back to the drawing board and things like this. So he had been working on it for years. Then he got paired up with this other person, and the other person said, this is really good. We should really do something with this. But that was the big missing link was how do we get it out in the industry? I mean, I talked to hundreds of people who said, yeah, I've invented a sex toy, and you're like, you kind of roll your eyes almost. Because it's probably already been made, and this is the thing. This was not out there, and that's what intrigued me the most of all, that I was like, yeah, let's talk more. So we started talking more, uh, you know, all three of us, the, the two guys and me, and talking more and more, and we started drilling down, like, what would be the retail price? What would be this? What would be that? What would be the packaging? What would be that? And went on and on for about two and a half years. It was October of 2011, so a little while now. And then as it became closer and closer to reality, they said, oh, do you want to be director of sales? I'm like, yes, I do, because I love this product. So without any further ado, this item is lovingly called Bubble Love. Bubble Love at BubbleLove.com. And what it does is this. It only works underwater. So it's not just waterproof. It only works underwater. Mm-hmm. And it's this high-tech, first of all, it looks kind of like a hand mixer. So it totally doesn't look like a sex toy, which I think is one of the best things about it, is that you can leave this out and nobody will know what it is. It's made to be used in the bathtub 
or jacuzzi or hot tub, or if you want to be adventurous, the pool, but it has to be underwater. So this is the main point. So what it is, is it has a, a water intake underneath, and then it's got an air intake at the top which that either the air intake has to be out of the water or there's a tube that goes into it that has a floating ball. So it can be totally submerged as long as there's a part that it can take in air because that's the main thing. That's why you call it bubble love. So the air intake comes in and the engineer has figured out how to do this. I don't know. That's his job. The air comes in and it gets shot out with some water and it creates an air bubble jet that is used externally by women, although I know some guys have liked it too, and it, it stimulates the clitoris, but without contact. Mm-hmm. And everybody that I've known that has tried it is like, oh my gosh, this is so great. And it is so amazing. It's got a variable speed. You can change it, which is actually, it changes the air intake. Mm -hmm. It'll be less bubbles or it'll create less bubbles or more bubbles. And it's so strong and incredibly gentle. Now, we know, us girls know that secret of tub time and how maybe we were adolescents or maybe even younger and realized, oh, hmm, the bathtub faucet feels pretty good when I scrunched up like this to it and it goes landing right in between my legs and oh my gosh that feels good but a lot of times we don't know exactly what that means other than it feels good mm-hmm. so when you're older and you can kind of put two and two together and you know what's going on a lot of times we'll use a jacuzzi jet or use the head of a shower you know the shower mm-hmm. head like that or still scrunch down under the tub but what that does and what all those do is those shoot out water and water only. And it can feel kind of harsh sometimes mm-hmm. and feel like really strong and it feels good, but it's kind of harsh. You don't want to do it for a long time. Well, that's the amazing thing with the bubble love is that it shoots out water, but it's got the air bubbles in it. So it's really, really strong and really, really gentle at the same time. Right. And so, also, Kim, talk about the fact that this is the one time when most young women nude and in a bathroom, that's one of the first times that they're exploring their body. Exactly. Exactly. And nice warm tub. I mean, you can do like the whole candlelight thing. You can actually put bath oil in there and it works fine and just really relax and enjoy. It is totally for personal, we call it the personal pleasure jet. And that's totally, totally what it is. It's really, really amazing. When I first tried one of the prototypes that are a couple of prototypes ago, I'm like, oh, my gosh. It, like, does a sneak attack. It's so it's, – it, it it, first it feels like, oh, this is really, really nice, and then your body goes, whoa, wait a minute, I really like this. <laughs> and, and that's when it does its magic. It's really, it's really, really amazing. And it's so funny what you were saying that the women get it. When I showed it at the International Lingerie Show, which was in Vegas, that was the first time it was really unveiled to a lot of retail buyers. It was in a fish tank because it right. works underwater. And women can look at that fish tank and see the bubble love on from 20 feet away and go, I totally get that. They know immediately what it does. Guys, they have to lean over the fish tank and ask, so what does mm-hmm. this do? 
And I say, well, it's kind of like the equivalent of the white tube sock. Yes, I know that secret about boys, okay? I know that secret. <laughs> that they use and they, like, it's it's just like, like thing that's now called the tanga. Looks like, you know that? <laughs> that is totally very funny that they that. get it. They totally get it. Yeah, women get it when they see it right mm-hmm. away mm-hmm. because we know. We know. We know what that does. Now, here's and we the know what that feels like. Right. How, if someone is interested in getting a bubble love or finding one or looking at one, is the best place to go the site? Well, um, they can go to the site. I'll also give you a real super easy email. They can email me, kim at bubblelove.com. Okay. Because we are so new, we don't even have the product out yet. It's going to be out probably in retail stores around June. And oh, okay. we're not going to sell direct, so you can't go to our website and get it. So, But that's, what we, that's why we love our retailers so much. Mm-hmm. So we'll have on our site various retails, retailers that you can get it from. And you can also get it online from them. But mm-hmm. you can also go into their stores and get it, too. And right. another cool thing that it has, it has an, an optional attachment. It's a socket that has a silicone dildo. Right. It's, only, it's not like a regular one that you can use. You have to use it with that pin that fits in the socket. Mm-hmm. You can use internal and external stimulation at the same time. Oh, my gosh. Right, which for some women, they do require a form of penetration to orgasm. Exactly. And exactly. But you were showing me when we had lunch last week the snowman. The new one that's... In development. Yeah. Yeah. Because, yeah. well, I'm real proud. I designed them because, like I said, I've been in the industry long enough. I know what sizes are real popular and shapes and things like that. Mm-hmm. So we'll probably have about five of them out eventually that are that are going to be, yeah, I don't even want to say similar. Um, I mean, they'll all have the same type of action as in, you know, for penetration and things like that. But the sizes and shapes are going to be a little different. Okay. Um, so I'm really super excited about those because I, uh, personally speaking, I like the dual thing a lot. Um, also too, the beauty of it, it's a silicone dildo, but you can also use silicone lubricant with it. And for those of you that might be going, what? I thought you can't use silicone lube with silicone dildos. The only difference is the formula of each of the silicone lube and the silicone dildo. If they're very slightly different, then there's no, uh, interaction between the two. So it's, I tested it out with about a dozen different silicone lubricants that are on the market, and there was no problem with them. So that's really good. So you can use a silicone lube because silicone lubricant will not break down underwater. So it works. It's amazing. So right. on our website, we'll have the retailers that are buying it. Mm-hmm. And that I'm, on your, I'm on your site about. right now. So huh? can, I'm, on, I'm on the Bubble Love site right now. Yep. We'll have that bite-sized chunks of information you can use right away that work. So spy for more sex talk when we get back after these. This is Sex Talk with Lou on toginet.com. The trick to getting published with your host, Florence Blake. Friday nights at 9, 8 central on toginet.com. Flo has seen it, done it, and now can share from her experiences as a newspaper staff reporter, feature writer, freelance editor, and college writing instructor. And now Flo has authored a system whereby her students enjoy a 90% success rate in attaining publication of their manuscripts for the first time. 
In just four years, she has over 800 of her own articles published in national magazines, newspapers, and anthologies. Author of several books, including the powerful memoir, The Sicilian Nobleman's Daughter, Florence has advised and edited professors, deans, PhDs, and hundreds of students' writings before submission. And now it's your turn. Join us Friday nights with your questions. Most of Flo's students say they've learned much and thoroughly enjoyed the journey. It's the trick to getting published with your host, Flo Blake. Friday nights at 9, 8 central on toginet.com. Coming live from Seattle, Washington, home of the biggest and best Internet companies on the World Wide Web, it's SEO Radio, starring Brandon Knott. Tuesday nights at 10 central, 8 p.m. Pacific on toginet.com. SEO Radio. This pioneering internet and social media entrepreneur will share some of his most super efficient opportunities with you, small business owners, and future entrepreneurs to help you build a future like Amazon or Expedia Online. There's never been a marketing strategy that's been so effective in allowing small businesses to compete with the big boys. And Brandon now helps you learn these easy as one, two, three. SEO. For more on Brandon, check out his website, SeattleOrganicSEO.com. SEO Radio. It's set for SEO Radio, starring Brandon Knox. Tuesday nights at 10 Central, 8 p.m. Pacific on Toginet.com. Welcome back to Sex Talk. Imagine having access to some of the best experts in the field of sexuality and sexual health so you can finally ask that question. Be it function, sensation, or something you've heard, this is the spot. It's Sex Talk with Lou on toginet.com. And now, back to your host, Lou Paget. Welcome back, everyone, and thank you for being with me, as I say, on my first Monday show. During the daytime, it's not dark at night now when I'm doing these. Uh, first time in almost since 2011. Yikes. My guest is Kim Ayers, and we were talking about Bubble Love, the new product that she is part of the marketing and manufacturing of. And you can look at it at bubblelove.com. And any questions or if you want to get in line in order to get one of these little puppies, Kim at bubblelove.com. And now what I want to do is talk about what are the trends, Kim, that you see coming forward? Well, you know, you briefly mentioned upon when sex toys were, I don't want to say getting popular, but I can reference when I started my store in 93, there weren't a whole lot of different shapes out there. There Mm -hmm. were, but definitely not what's out there now. I think what it is, a lot of women are designing the toys. Mm -hmm. So a lot of them are more anatomically correct. Mm -hmm. Like there's a rabbit down where a rabbit should be and not, eight inches away from the other end of the toy. And you get the vibration where it would be in contact with the clitoral area versus at the neck of the cervix. Hello? Exactly. Exactly. And and that's something, you know, when you're a shopper and you're looking, think of your anatomy. I mean, this is a lot of things. A lot of people think, oh, you know, it's a sex toy. They're all the same. Uh, They're not the same, that's for sure. So think, okay, this is what I like, so I'm going to stimulate that area. And then also, too, uh, you know, the first third of the vagina holds the most nerve endings. So right. if you think of that with the size of a toy, you're like, oh, okay, maybe the smaller ones might 
give you that much more satisfaction than something that's that big. Unless you like it big. I mean, this is fun. One size does not fit all in this business, that's for sure. No. No, thank goodness. No. Otherwise, we, it's like one restaurant and we'd only have one dish. My favorite story is about the French tickler condoms. I mean, a condom with silly hats. I mean, please yeah. spare me. <laughs> there. So let's find out what are you seeing are the from the we both have the science side of sexuality that we both look mm-hmm. at. I'm seeing more awareness of actual design with the physiology. With the with the real awareness of where the nerves are, versus yeah, just designing definitely. something and knocking it off. Yeah, definitely that, and also the technology inside the toy. Uh, mm-hmm. There's some amazing stuff that's coming out, especially in the world of remote control. Mm-hmm. A lot of them are getting into that. So just think about it. There's a little remote control vibrator a little vibrator in whatever toy that can be used remote control. I mean, that to me is so high tech. It's amazing. And right. tiny, tiny things that make really, really fast speeds and, and just it's the, the technology behind them is pretty amazing. And there's companies that go after that market, like almost like sex toy geeks, you know, mm-hmm. that, that are making products like this. Mm-hmm. You know, unfortunately, a lot of them are really expensive. I have a theory that the more money I pay, the better I'll get off. You know, like a lot of people subscribe to that. And to me, it's like whatever feels good is what works for you, you know. For, for but anyway. Now, when, I remember when they first came out with the remote controls, one of the first style of them was on the same radio frequency as garage door openers. Oh. So it would make garage doors open and close. Oh, no. <laughs> like, yeah. See, that's the whole thing is the radio frequency. Isn't that funny? You wouldn't think of that, but it would. That reminds <laughs> me of a great that, joke. To me, that's hilarious. When yeah. you have, what do you see <clears throat> as the worst products you've ever seen and things that you would tell someone to avoid? Oh, um. Gosh, you know, that's a tough question um, because, you know, you don't want to say avoid the cheap ones because there's some really good cheap ones out there. Mm-hmm. Um, get, I would say um, is uh, this is going to sound so basic, but it's so true. Avoid the ones that don't visually appeal to you. And I always say get what appeals to you visually because it's your body that's going to be using it. Mm-hmm. So you want something that your body's going to say yes to. So somebody and, and avoid avoid buying one for somebody that you don't know well. That's a biggie because unless <laughs> I mean, you, you know don't them know. and knows what they want, like size wise, right. color wise, things like that, it's probably going to be off. So I mean, that's what I would say. Avoid getting one as a gift if you don't necessarily know them. Right. Um, but also and, and also that, the context know, of how someone will use them. For sure, yeah. You know, are are they using them partnered? There's more things that I think is great, more toys that are being created for couples, for partnered play. Oh, yeah, yeah, and to open yourself up to playing with them. I mean, there was a, you know, when you got toys as a kid, you were always so excited, and then all of a sudden when it becomes a sex toy, you're like, you know, it's like bring that same kind of excitement and energy when somebody brings you a toy. One that you want, as opposed exactly. to one that you don't want, or a size that you don't want, you know. But yeah, you know, to be to have that excitement, you know, like, oh, look what I bought, you mm-hmm. know. I think that that's a good thing instead of like, 
you know, what, you're not good enough, you know, getting all into that psychological drabble that holds you back from getting one, or, or pick one together. I mean, that's always exciting because there's such a plethora of them out there. As a couple's toy, quote, unquote, I, I use those quotes because, you know, anything can be a couple's toy if one lies back and the other one turns it on, you know. Hey, you know, and here's the thing. What I, what I suggest to people is look at them when the lights are on and when you're huh. not horizontal. That way there isn't the pressure and you can just talk about things. Right, like what we do over at the lunch table. Exactly. <laughs> and the guy who's the waiter always comes over and goes, what have you girls got? <laughs> we're always cracking them out. You know, they're, kind of, they're not all phallic, realistic. We're pushing that envelope, aren't we, Lou? Exactly. Well, I have to say, the one toy, there were a couple of toys that came from one particular company. And I don't know whether or not they cornered the market in ridiculous, but I have drawers full of toys, as I call them. You've got to be kidding. And one of them was called the tongue, and it would literally beat the clitoris to death. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So dumb. That was, that was, well, I mean, there's some people that like that, you know? Oh, my Lord. It was just, that was just, I mean, the person who I asked to try it, she was like, the worst. Now, we have five minutes until the end of the show. So I want to find out, if you were not doing sex toys, what would you be doing? Um, I would probably be, that's my crazy dog in the background there. Um, let's see, I would, I've got passions, you know, I've got several passions. One of them is definitely motorcycle riding. I, I, I love wearing the sex toys on my sleeve so much. I actually have a, a motorcycle that's painted with sex toys on it. Honestly, oh, it's, it's called the does. big vibe. It's right on the gas tank area. Yeah, it's great. The whole, the whole bike. So uh, it's the big vibe. It has its own Facebook page too. So um, it would probably be motorcycle, something motorcycle riding. Um, it's also, I, I'm like crazy. I've got, I've been riding since 2000. I've got well over 150,000 under my belt or in my saddle. And I just love it. I love it. So probably that. I also worked as a commercial artist for seven years. Mm-hmm. Um, it was before computers did it. I designed logos and lettering for shoe insoles. <laughs> really? Yeah. Yeah, for a company that supplied the footwear industry in Boston. And, like, again, that was before computers did it. So I know how to do that um, using stack camera and Letraset and chart tackle. And anybody who knows that will be like, oh, my gosh, I haven't heard those terms in years. So that, um, I've also, I really enjoy waitressing. I teach a class, I haven't taught it in years, but called Waiting Tables for Fun and Profit um, because I learned the hard way. Uh, through experience, and I always thought, wow, wouldn't it be great if there was a class on it? So I ended up teaching a class because I love teaching. I love just sharing information. I think that that's, that, that, that would probably, yeah, if you could be doing something else, that's what I'm doing now is teaching. Okay. It's just, I, like I said, I, I'm crazy passionate about it. I'm really funny. I actually do sex toy. It's basically sex toy stand-up comedy. It's a show called you want to put that where? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah, it goes all into sex toys, and it has, like, absurd ones. But, you know, people like them, and they use them, and they're not absurd to them. So, you know, and you've got, you've got the, the, the passion of the teaching and the educating. Now, what are the – if there was a toy that you think hasn't been created yet, what might it be? Oof. 
Uh, one that pays the bills. <laughs> so excellent. I'm thinking, God, I got one for just about everything else. Boy, I sure could use that one, huh? You know what? I have to tell you, I think that is just the most outstanding toy. Might be a little pricey. Yeah. We'll look into that one, shall we, huh? Exactly. You know what? I think there's a huge market for this, Kim. I think so, too. Let's start working on that one. You know what? Given that women are doing more of the designing, excellent idea. I think well, so. I think there, there's a market there for that one. So Exactly. Yep. You know, the, the thing that I love about what I do, and, and you know, we've, t- you know, shared this similar attitude, is, you know, our jobs are about giving people information that gives them pleasure and you know, gives them validation, clears the you know the Vaseline off the windshield, Absolutely. as I call it. Absolutely, it's such an honor to be in that position. I mean, in all seriousness, I feel I feel this amazing gift from higher powers. I'll just put that in plural, um, and that's always truly been my calling. And whenever I talk about it, I get goosebumps because it's so it's so part of who I am and everything mm-hmm. and it's just really amazing to to have people walk up and say you've changed my life and isn't you know, that, you know we've got 30 seconds until the end of our show yeah. my guest today has been Kim Ayers you can find her at Kim at com. Kim thank you for being with me today you bet thanks and they can also buy lovely sex toys at grandopening.com yay 